0: I expected it to be as tight of a game as it ended up being. Um, I knew, and I know that the commentators were definitely talking about it as well, and I mentioned it uh, the week before last week, that momentum was going to be a big part of the game, and there were some big plays that um, really got the Bengals going. Unfortunately, they couldn't hold on to that. Um, And I also, and I know... Nick and I talked about this. I don't know if anyone out there agrees that it's kind of justice that uh, the last touchdown was on Apple.
1: So. Eli Apple, yeah, Eli my, Apple. oh yeah, what a great player. Um, yeah, you know, I always think it's interesting talking about momentum going into games, especially championship games, like like playoff games. I feel like everyone has momentum because to survive, you have to win. You know, so like if you're in the middle of a like a like like if it's like week eight, right, and it's like Chiefs Bills like, yeah, there's momentum or no momentum there because, you know, like, the Chiefs could have lost three games going in and then, you know, there's no momentum. But I think it's interesting is when people, like you said, like, like you're not making that up. Like, there is talk, like people talk about momentum going in and the Bengals having momentum and, you know, they're the big story going in. But, I mean, the Rams won their games too going. They won three games in a row at least to go into that game. So, you know, they had momentum too.
0: Yeah, I think they had more of, um, I don't know how to say it, Correctly. I think the Bengals have more attention because they haven't been on the radar for that long. Yeah. Um no. the Rams are kinda the same, but they've been poking at it a little bit more than uh the Bengals have. Um, looking at the stats, they were pretty close. Um, I mean Bengals destroyed in rushing yards, but like total yards, I mean Bengals had three oh five and Rams had three thirteen, like that's a good game. You know, that's that's a close game. Like, yeah, it was a close gosh. game. I can complain about that. It, was,
1: it felt kind of flip-floppy. Like, the Rams definitely dominated the first half. And then once Odell went down, um, the game kind of started to flip, and the Rams started to kind of be choke artists. But they held on at the yeah. end. I mean, that last drive with the the refs at the end calling, like, 3,000 in a row was kind of dumb. Um, or 3,000 flags in football? Yeah. You know, I, I thought he got a little ticky-tacky at the end, and not to say they weren't fouls, because, you know, I was talking with some of my friends at school, and they're like, well, there were fouls. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously, but, you know, there were fouls all game. They didn't call them. I mean, Jalen Ramsey was trying to go I – mean, you know what I'm talking about, right, Producer yeah. Kylie? That one ball that was so deep to – I think it was Tyler Higbee. No, that's the guy in the Rams. Uh, T. Higgins I, is on the Bengals. He's one of the receivers. And dude dude fully pulled his face mask down, and they didn't call anything, so – like I said, I don't care about them calling penalties, especially towards the end. I just don't like when it gets ticky-tacky. And this goes for all sports, too. Basketball's the same way. They'll start call- The last two minutes of a the game, they'll start calling every foul, and it becomes like the ref's game. They're putting so much of their influence on in this game. It's like, well, yeah, obviously this is a foul, but why didn't you call this in the first quarter, oh, because it probably wasn't that big of a foul in the first place, you know?
0: That's what I have a problem with, and I've experienced it in soccer. I'm sure you have in baseball to some degree yeah. with, you know, ump changing calls. Strike zones. I, I have an issue when there's a lack of consistency yeah. with ref calling, and it just seemed like, and I was rooting for the Bengals, so I don't want to be biased, but it just seemed like the refs weren't being as consistent as they were the entire game in that final stretcher.
1: That's what I mean. Like that's what I'm saying is like, we we were watching the game at uh, Cabrini University, and, right? Is it university? Yes. Yeah, mine's a college, just a little smaller. We watched the game together on Sunday, and like I just remember, I mean, I had the booster shot that day, so <laughs> I, I towards the end of the night I was feeling really crappy. But um, no, I remember like towards the end of that game I was just, it got so ticky tacky. I was like, they were kind of giving them those last like thirty yards or so. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna take anything away from the Rams. They're a great team. Like I said, we were talking about momentum. You know, like the Bengals stuff. We were the talk of the town going in, but the the Rams have been on. You know, they made the big trade for Matt Stafford like a, almost exactly a year before the NFC Championship game. Like they have been on this kind of like they were looked at as a playoff favorite going into the season. So obviously they weren't like hyped up as much, but they had all the momentum in the world going in too. I mean, they want to. I mean, obviously, one of their playoff games. I don't know what they how they finish going down the line in the regular season. I I think they lost the Cardinals week 18. Um it was like a big game or something. I, I kind of forget. Yeah, producer Kai is going to pull that up. Um but yeah, you know, it was a really good game. I th- I forget my Oh yeah, my official prediction was 31-20 Rams and I ended up being off by like what was that? Yeah, it's off by one touchdown. I mean, I it was ended up being 24-20. But it easily could have been thirty-one twenty. I think if Odell stays in the game, my prediction would have been better. So, um, yeah, that was a big loss for the Rams that game. Yeah, but so the Odell, Cardinals
0: and the Rams played it was thirty-seven twenty.
1: Cardinals. That was a big win for the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah they got knocked out early. The season. Yeah, they got knocked out the first round, right? Uh, no, wait, was it a fourth game of the season? Yeah. No, I'm talking about week 18. Oh. I don't know if they played each other that week. I thought they did. Um... Yeah, so, you no, know, it was a pretty good game. Not Nothing crazy. I think L.A. crowds are just really lame. Um, baseball, the Dodgers, I mean, I think that's not – they could sometimes still get some good crowds, but, like, I remember, like, this playoff run, their crowds were kind of quiet even if they are filled. I mean, like, that place was obviously packed, but it didn't feel very loud. Um, I don't know. I just – L.A. fans just kind of are eh to me, but, you know. Especially, too, with the Rams. I mean, the, the Dodgers-Lakers have a more solid fan base, I'd say, out in L.A., just because they've been out there. Was that? That's a wild card. No, I'm talking about Week 18. Yes, yeah,
0: I can't.
1: You can't. Find, that's okay. It's really not a big deal. Um, I'm going to look that up later, though.
0: Week 18, December 13th.
1: No. Rams Week 18.
0: <laughs> I will, too.
1: Week 18, they they was at 12-4. Yeah, no, week eighteen. That was that took one Google search, producer Kylie. They won they lost an OT, the Rams. To the Niners, actually, by oh. three. I
0: thought you were talking about the Cardinals game.
1: No, I, I thought <laughs> they played the Cardinals, but I, I was more focused on the Rams well, in that uh sense. Set me up for failure. No, I you know, I don't think you understood what my question was. <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, I don't even what was my, what was I just talking about?
0: I don't know. It's just one of those days. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm a little tired today. Rosemont. We had our first baseball game yesterday. First ever game in program history.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that. Well,
1: I don't let's want to talk about. about it. I don't want to. I
0: hour and fifteen minute game.
1: I don't want to go into too much of the specifics of the game because we ended up losing. I think nineteen to five. It was kind of brutal.
0: No. We we forgot the score. But let's talk about the conditions.
1: Well, I was gonna get to that because yeah. it was brutal. What a we a the bus left my school at 8, I think we got there, you know, 8.30, 35 and oh boy, you get out of the bus, you're like, holy crap, it was cold, like on its own, it was like 40 degrees, which isn't bad for February, it's not great, but like, it was, pr- it was pretty freak- freaking cold, and then the wind, it was literally just nonstop wind gusts for, th- we, the first game ended, th- you know, three, four hours after we got there for three to four hours of just wind oh my gosh i I ended up being a right field at one point in the game and i was trying to talk to my center fielder and we literally couldn't hear each other because the wind was so loud it was it was insane and then the first game ended and then you know we had like a 20 minute break and within five minutes of us starting the next game a gigantic snow squall came in and that was honestly like like I mean, I've seen blizzards and stuff, and that was the, it wasn't like a blizzard snowfall rate, right? but that was the most I have seen snow come down in a spontaneous snowstorm or yeah. snow squall, I believe, is a professional was the term.
0: Moving squall I've ever seen. Yeah,
1: before. that was like we literally were in Antarctica in a matter of minutes. It was By pretty the cool. Time though. They called
0: the game, and we got all the chairs back to the car. It was sunny out again.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It moved quick, but they already called the game and. It was really cold, so a lot, lot of guys. You know, it was it was a long day, but uh, first game program history. Jamin Palladino had our first hit ever, first ever hit by a Rosemont Raven for baseball. So pretty cool for him. It was a two out RBI. It was a two out single. It was a really big hit in the game at the time when it was a little. It was a broke up broke open in the game one nothing, which was pretty cool. We were all pretty hyped. Um, yeah, so pretty cool. Mike Denton threw the first pitch in Rosemont history. So. Um, yeah pretty cool for those guys um, I know John who was on a couple weeks ago plans on calling in soon John we will be taking calls in about 10 minutes we'll take a break in about in a few minutes I want to touch on a couple other things producer Kylie you have anything in mind I have a couple things I want to bring up.
0: I'm just thinking about the Steelers and Brian Flores now Why Arsenal
1: your Arsenal
0: yeah
1: isn't he like a backup like defensive coach or something um, he didn't so, get a big role. I know you're talking about, but yeah,
0: he definitely deserved a bigger role.
1: Yeah, um, they kind of gave him a they kind of gave him a small like pity role. It felt I, like because think, of the lawsuit. Yeah,
0: I think him getting in the door is an important. It honestly
1: <laughs> felt a little disrespectful to me, cause like he's a senior I feel defensive
0: like... assistant. Slash senior linebackers.
1: Yeah, senior defensive the dude was a head coach of a team that was yeah. one and seven. They ended up winning seven in a row. Like,
0: yeah, I, you know, I'm not happy with our organization. You know, putting him it's more of a low position. Well, well but here, I think him being in the door is important. Well,
1: here's the thing though, too, is I wouldn't say they put him in a low position. He chose to accept that position. Yeah. They didn't force him like, like, yeah, they like they didn't hold him hostage. Like he's he ch- gladly accepted it, but you know. I it's I think that.
0: Well, and we got a call.
1: Oh, well, I'm not gonna take it now. Um, we'll take it after the break. Um,
0: <laughs> just pick it up. I'm
1: there. not picking it up. No, see, it with radio. This is what you got to do. You do the monologue. We kind of set the tone for the show, and then people will call in. Why <laughs> you laugh at that? That's how. This is how it was supposed to work.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: No, what's funny about that?
0: <laughs> the poor person calling in. <laughs> it's. It
1: might be John because I just said his name two minutes ago. I know he texted me like five minutes ago. So. I did tell him not to call in right now. I, I just said, hey, John, call in a little bit. Um, uh, we'll take the call after the break. Yeah, um, well,
0: we talked about um, the Brian Flores lawsuit in my political ideologies class. Um, we were just talking about you know, um, different scenarios like that where people aren't given as many opportunities um, to, you know, in organizations as big as the NFL. And I wonder how many offers Brian Flores did get And, you know, if he did gladly take that position or was the only one, you know, available to him at the time.
1: It's a very interesting case study to me because it's like I definitely – I don't want to go too far into this because it's definitely like a really deep topic and I don't feel like I'm not the most well-versed on this. I just haven't looked into it. I will say that it's interesting in a league of, you know – I mean, you got to think like 80% of the league are, are you know African Americans. Yeah. They're dominating the sport because I mean these some of the, it, they just the demographics are. You know, basketball is the same way, and then baseball you know it's more white, and that's just kind of how the sport works. And I think it kind of goes down to the youth levels and where a lot of these guys are playing when they're younger. I think more white kids play baseball when they're younger, as opposed you know African Americans are playing more basketball and football. That's just kind of how it is generally, and that's why the pro guys kind of reflect that. I think pro sports are a pretty reflection of like the youth sports and cuz you got to start somewhere. Um so yeah, that's just the demographics of the league. So what I I do find interesting is how there's two things I find really interesting about the whole coaching thing. Is one is how I believe Mike Tomlin's the only African American coach right now, right? I think Brian Flores was the only other guy.
0: Yes, to my knowledge.
1: I mean, the, <laughs> to my knowledge. Did you I see that you see that who the Dolphins hired? A Mike uh whatever his name was from the Niners, that he's like he identifies as African American, mm-hmm. but I, like, well, that doesn't mean you actually are. I don't know. He's a very white-looking guy, so I don't know how he really applies. I don't know. It, it, it felt point. like a reach. Not, not that I'm not gonna. Like that I, could go for an hour.
0: I'm not gonna, so I'm not watch. gonna
1: gatekeep race. I just find it interesting that it was like a weird phrasing for it. It was kind of weird. Um, but yeah, it is interesting to see a leak how it's like. You know, like I said, eighty percent of the demographics are it's African Americans. How there's only one african-american head coach
0: yeah
1: and and the, on the flip side of that too it's like you know a lot of people believe it's racism racism within the league and i don't again i'm not gonna i don't really know the inner workings of the nfl i'm not there but to me it would be interesting in this day and age where it's like if you're a coach or if you're an owner of an nfl team you're, you're, you're from the the worst a team in the nfl right now it could be the giants right Giants one of the worst teams in the NFL, are worth solidly like $4 billion. Like all the – even if you're a crappy team in the NFL, you're worth bags of money. But when your team makes the Super Bowl, the amount of attention you get and amount of like social media interactions you get, the whole thing, you could make so much more. So if you're telling me, if you're an NFL owner, that you wouldn't be willing to hire an African-American head coach because, you know, obviously you're a bad dude or if you're racist for that, it just feels like really stupid to me if you're trying to win – And in this day and age, it's like, I I don't know. It's just a very strange look. And I'm not trying to discredit Brian Flores' lawsuit. You know, I guess that he's there for meetings that I'm, you know, obviously I have no access to. I mean, producer Kylie, and the general fan don't know, like, the inner workings of. But it's definitely a really interesting look. I did see that the Dolphins head coach reportedly offered him $100,000 for every loss so they could tank. And I want to say tank to get Tua – Unless it was after that. I'm sure uh, Quinn from Brick, if he's listening, could correct me on that. Um, he should end up losing the rights to his team, too. I think he should be forced to sell the team. Um, that seems, like, beyond illegal in the sports world to purposely tang like that. But, see, like, and that's the thing, too, is, like, how many of these coaches are told to lose and then, you know, and then made the scapegoat, right? So if Brian Flores purposely lost, obviously he didn't, but... If he purposely tried to lose all those games, well, now he looks like a bad head coach, and what kind of jobs is he going to get? So he's putting a pickle now. So now his owners going to end up not helping him out because he's not losing the games that he's being told to lose. And then Brian Flores is, like I said, you know, it's like, well, do I purposely lose games and you know I'll get paid for it? But then it's like, well, my resume is going to, you know, going to have a terrible records on my resume. No one's going to want to hire me. I'm never going to get a job again. So it's like.
0: I mean, they were nine and eight this year. Like that's.
1: Well, clearly he yeah. didn't listen to. It was a point.
0: I, like, looking at that, I mean, that's that's one aspect too. I mean, they're not like the Jets. No. Sorry, GP, if you're out there. GP. they are not like yeah. the Jets with four wins. You know, Dolphins had. They were nine and eight. And well, I mean, they've been yeah. a competitive
1: team the last few years, so like yeah. it hasn't. They haven't been listening to that, but it's right. just. If you're like, if you're the head coach of a team, right, and your owner tells you you need to lose. It's like, well, okay, that's great. Are you gonna keep me here for us to win? Or are you gonna fire me, make me the scapegoat, and then bring in another coach? So now, not only do you have all the picks that I tanked for, yeah. but now I made the scapegoat. and I don't got a job, and yeah. no one's gonna want to hire me. You know, so now you're putting a really big spot there. So
2: yeah,
0: there is. Yeah, you were right with that statistic that uh, there's just one active head coach that is African Mike Tomlin. American, is yeah, Mike Tomlin. there were four, uh, five minority coaches last season, but.
1: Oh, actually, two. The Texans just rehired. They they hired their offensive coordinator, who's African American. I don't know what his name is, but he's he just got hired. So it should be two. I think that's wrong.
0: Uh, this was published at the beginning of the month, so probably.
1: Yeah, maybe. The, I don't know if they've updated it since then. So yeah, we'll see. All right, we're gonna hit a really quick break here, and then we will come back. We'll take calls. John, I saw your text. I don't know what it said, but we will put you on if you call. The number is 610 519 7202. 610 519 7202. I gotta read my read, Oh, where do my reads go? Ah, where do they go? There we go, perfect. Uh, check out WXVU's anchor feed to listen to shows and interviews on demand. Log on to our website, wxvu.villanova.edu, for details. You can also get this episode and more on the um, on Apple, I believe. Uh, well, obviously on Apple Podcasts, and I want to say Spotify too. I don't know if they put anything on Spotify. I, I've, I have not checked Spotify. I just know you can go to Apple Podcasts and uh, listen there. I want to talk about Spotify actually after this because I downloaded Spotify um, a couple weeks ago because I was bored of my Apple Music they subscription. Are on Spotify. They are. On, oh, Tanella's takes is on Spotify. on Spotify. Oh, how about that? Tanella's takes is on Spotify. How cool is that? Um, yeah, I didn't know you get unlimited skips on Spotify. Um, Unless I'm paying for something, I don't know. You're paying
0: for something you don't
1: know. Because I've been skipping like a madman.
0: Get
1: Man. six an hour. Oh, I got way over that.
0: Yeah, six an hour. Oh boy. Unless you're paying for something you don't know.
1: It, it, that's what I thought because I've been I've used Spotify before and the other day I literally skipped like ten songs you, in an hour. Your
0: school email.
1: No, no. I uh, will. We'll, I'll look at that. Maybe, Maybe if someone <laughs> wants to troubleshoot my Spotify, um, they can. <laughs> All right. We will be back after the short break. And uh, yeah, don't go away. are back Villanova Radio WXVU 891 the Roar. Oh crap, which there we go. Ah uh, yes, recording Apple Podcasts. We're back now. Um always forget to do the Odyssey recording. Can't forget that. So we can put these on Apple Podcasts. So yeah, producer Kylie will be back shortly. Um, we will take your calls, 610-519-7202. The number is 610-519-7202. We're going until 5.30. Uh, a little late start today. I do some laundry. Life of a college. Actually, life of an adult. I mean, all adults do their own laundry. Well, not all adults, but most adults will do their own laundry. So, yeah. Yeah, it was annoying, too, because I set it to you know, like one hour or whatever, and I set a timer on my phone for an hour, and I come down, and says another 10 minutes left. And then I go down again, and there's another 10 minutes after I waited the 10 minutes. So I don't know. I don't really understand uh, drying dryers. drying mach- I almost said drying machines. Dryers, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to talk some baseball at some point on here, but there isn't much to talk about because of the lockout that continues to go on, and these sides don't really seem to have any kind of urgency here MLB is not really willing to make a lot of concessions and I'm not going to be like oh MLB this MLB that but you know I I just listen you know these these discussions can end up being really crappy for both sides for really really what it comes down to is the fans and the fans end up getting screwed the most here it is February 20th Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report, I don't know, like the 10th or the 7th or not very long ago is my point. my um, league camps have reported. But, you know, this is like the time of year if you're a baseball fan that you get really excited and you don't really get a lot. But, you know, you kind of start to just – you get to see what you have. You know, you got guys coming in seeing what, what they look like. And, you know, it's not always an exact thing. But, you know, it, it's just – when you see those first couple of bullpen videos, you know, you'll see DeGrom or you'll see Chapman, you'll see Garrett Cole, you know, they're throwing in some back bullpen in you know, the basement or the, the outfield of George Steinbrenner field or, you know, whatever the Mets place is, or, you know, you see, you see like Clayton Kershaw doing his first bullpen in the spring. Like, man, you get excited as a baseball fan. It's like, like baseball kind of brings in the change of the season. You know, it's spring sports, the boys, the summer. It's like a, kind of a three season sport MLB it's you know spring summer fall but you know like the, like spring training is really a fun time for a baseball fan the games themselves obviously are very boring and you know it's a bunch of guys who are trying to work their way up And it's cool to see that but you know the the real excitement doesn't really start the opening day but you know this is a time you kind of get optimistic as a baseball fan and something you start to look forward to is just the opening of the season and it's just a real bummer what's going on right now. We're seeing a lot of the ugly sides of sports, really. And what makes these negotiations so ugly is honestly just the strength of the Major League Baseball Union and the the waning power that MLB has had over the past 20, 30 years over the union. And it's—one oh, one second. Okay, sorry about that, folks. And you know, the strength of the union. I mean, they they haven't had a major strike or a lockout or work or sorry, the term would be work stoppage since ninety four, when they lost the rest of the season. But you know, it's it's heading that way. It's looking frightening. As producer Kylie returns, um, producer Kylie, your thoughts on the MLB lockout? I know last time about a baseball, you, um, you you were not as you weren't as interested very much per se so do you have any uh thoughts on this right now I do
0: not um to be honest I'm not as educated as I'm sure you are
2: on this so
1: I I don't really can you talk a little on the mic sorry the my I have an odyssey recording here and it's showing it makes it seem like you're not talking loud on the mic is my mic on yeah your mic's on mic one's on mic two is oh mic one is not on Dang it. I forgot you just walked in the room. Darn. So Well, it was on before, so you yeah. weren't here to start this. Well for those who segment. didn't know,
0: um, I do not know much about the MOB walkout. So I don't have any input there. Not really a numbers gal on in logistics.
1: Interesting, interesting. Great, I feel like great it has insight to
0: with numbers It it is.
1: It's a lot of numbers that I even I don't understand. Yeah. It's just a lot of it just kinda of comes down to the millionaires or the billionaires. It's kind of tiring. But, uh, so
0: that's the aspect of sports I don't like, and I know it's a huge part of it. Oh, I don't like, either, yeah. I'm I'm more of how teams are doing, how teams are functioning, and how teams are rising or falling.
2: Um,
1: yeah, no, this league, like, it's like league policy type stuff and you know, plague unions, and I don't know. I, I don't like it either. It's very boring. Yeah. It kind of makes – well, no, it's whatever. Producer Carly's. Anyway, we will take this call now. This Takes. You're on the air. What's your name? Where are you from? I'm Aiden
3: Jones. We went to elementary uh, school together.
1: Yeah, Aiden, I remember you actually. We haven't, and I haven't seen you a couple years, but I think the last time we yeah, spoke was been at, been Bubba at Bubba at
3: Bubba Oh, that's mad funny.
1: So, Aiden, what do you got for us today? So, I was wondering your take on sports betting. Sports betting? Um. I, I think it's great they legalized it I, I don't really do it myself but I think it's really good that it was legalized I think it makes a lot of money a lot of money for the league it's and the teams and I think when people do it responsibly and don't you know gamble their lives away I think it's actually a pretty cool thing that people are allowed to do I mean listen, people have been doing it for years everyone's people have always had a bookie or something but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that it's legal and it's a lot easier, I think it's it's pretty fun. Cause there's a lot of weird prop bets you can do too. Like I was talking about last week, I you uh, we can bet like on the length of the national anthem before the Super Bowl. Like there's like actual odds for that and stuff now, so it's pretty cool.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, yeah, no, I would say it's it's uh, definitely a good outing for a sports fans. So yeah, and how it affects the uh, like to add more football games to the NFL season, make more money. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's own industry. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's oh yeah, it's like a billion dollar industry exactly. now. Exactly. And like and like, Ian just said they added the um, the extra game to the season. Yeah. It's more games to bet. It's another sixteen, or yeah, it's another sixteen games you get bet. So
0: I think it makes sense that they legalized
1: it. Well, but the thing is, too, is everyone's it, doing it under the. That's price. I was say. Everyone doing it. Everyone had a bookie beforehand. Yeah. It was one of those things that everyone did, but you no know. one really talked about. But everyone was doing it. So and how you holding up, man?
3: Pretty
1: good, how are you? I'm doing good. So, uh, yeah, it's good to hear from you, man. Um, in- I, yeah, I have not talked to in, in a while, but good friend of mine used to live down the street. And, uh, yeah, last time last time I saw him, we've, we text him, like, every, I don't know, it's been a while, but we've texted here and there. um But the last time we talked, I think it was actually, you were at that school trip, too, when we went to Bubbacoo's after that environmental science trip.
0: With Mr. Shively?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, we, we, me and so... Obviously, our friend Zach from home, me and him were there. I was with my friend, and we were walking. I was like, Aiden, what the heck is okay, Hey, Nick. So what's cool, too, I mean, like your sister goes to the same school he went to Was is, is Point, Beach. Point Beach. They get an hour break for lunch, and they can just go wherever because you're in Point. So um yeah,
0: they walk to different places. It's like how it used to be in, like, the 70s and the 80s that everyone makes it sound so great.
1: I mean, was that universal back then? Did everyone get to do I'm not that?
0: sure. I just know that my mom did.
1: Yeah, I wish. I mean, well, you know, what though. too, at our high school, we'd know where, to, where were we were going to go for lunch if they gave us that Talk hour. Yeah, but you'd have to drive everywhere. Eh,
0: you could take that walk. It's only about it's, half a mile. It's kind of a,
1: of a rough walk, though. It's a big road. A little
0: sense. It's a big main there road, and you're right things. by the parkway entrance. There are many things I could say about our school. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, it was <laughs> that would have made sense if they allowed us
1: Interesting. To. Oh, good to hear from you, Aiden, though. If you're still listening, I appreciate it, man. Um, that was pretty cool. Um... All right, anyway, so what were you talking—oh, to- the lockout. Yeah, I know you don't really care about that. No, I think it's boring, too. Um, it just sucks. I just—I'm frustrated because, like, I'm a baseball fan. I want to see, like, spring training, and, like, I like kind of seeing the buildup to the opening day. I don't just start watching opening day. I like seeing guys throwing their first bullpens and, like, you know, teams getting ready, and the- it's kind of like a cool transition from winter to spring. And... I do that
0: for soccer. You can watch training sessions.
1: Really? When does that usually happen?
0: Um, well it depends. Um I mean depends if you're talking like US women's national team, you're we talking about like uh like the lower team like not the like national like Champions team. League, like Europe like, and stuff. Yeah. So like I watched in June when I was in Germany in twenty thirteen, we were like you're allowed to go to sessions. Like we went to Allianz Stadium and we watched Bayern Munich practice. Where's that at? It's in Munich.
1: oh it's in munich oh yeah Yeah. that's pretty cool
0: so you can you're allowed to see that and i always thought that was cool because like you're watching how people like how the people you see on tv how they're preparing you know for their games Mm -hmm. what are they doing and then you can kind of learn from it too i always get confused by soccer i was i always
1: get i always get confused by soccer like mainly in europe i feel like they're playing all year i feel like there's never like an on-season off-season like, the Champions League and stuff, and then, like, they'll go right into like, UEFA or whatever. There's usually
0: something going on, yeah. I feel like
1: there's always something going, you know?
0: They get get shorter breaks in between seasons because it's it's pretty much always rolling.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what everyone says, even about soccer in the U.S., now more so than it used to be. That soccer is a 12-month sport. Oh, you
1: mean, like, at the youth level? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now they're
0: instilling it in the youth level, but, like, professionally as well. Like, you might not see as much, but they're... They get like two weeks in between, what you call like the big seasons. Yeah. Um, and and then they're right back to it, and then public probably finds out about three weeks after.
1: Well, that's like a thing with youth leagues now too. Is the specialization of like the youth and like you're ten years old and your parents like, all right, well you play these three sports, but we want you're the best at baseball, so you're gonna play baseball for eleven months out of the year. It's like, well, why? That's, like, that's what's crazy
0: to me, and I terrible. And this is why I look up to my little sister, because she plays soccer, and she did rec. Uh, she did rec basketball for a couple of years, but this year she played freshman, JV, a little bit of varsity basketball. Almost lost a finger. Almost lost a finger, but we don't talk about that. Um, and then she also ran track, and I hope she doesn't run track just because she's running her body to the ground. But I told her she stuff shouldn't do she it. enjoys.
1: I told her she you know? shouldn't do it cuz she has not stopped. She's been she needs like a down period. Like, but
0: like I and she's injury prone too. But yeah. I wish that I experimented a little bit more when I was younger. I was just kind of like I'm comfortable with soccer and like I enjoy playing it, so that's all I've pretty much done. I was looking into softball for a time. No,
1: but you know what, though? But like, I, like there's a there's a difference, you right? You pick at 10 years old, no. no. like, there's a difference, right? Like, I feel like not everyone, but a lot of kids will play a bunch of different sports when they're 10, 11, 12, whatever. But there's, when I say specialization, like, you could only play one sport throughout your whole childhood, and that's fine. Like, like you said, you only played soccer yeah. growing up, right? That's fine. But there's parents who are, you know, a lot of parents with a lot of money, who then pay for lessons and, like... All year round, so there's never a there's never a down period. Yeah, you know, you
0: have those people that and you they know, treat them
1: like professional athletes at ten years yeah. old. Like that's just so, not healthy. And
0: that's what's kind of funny. I know at least in the soccer community, I'm sure it happens in baseball, basketball, football, yeah. what have you. Um, they have these um, programs that they instill in parents that kind of make their kids feel special, even though like let's be honest, like some of these programs, unless they're like. U.S. soccer like yeah. official programs, yeah. they're just trying to get your money. I mean, it's like these travel. They have programs. like Olympic development programs, yeah. and half the people I know not to like talk bad about that program. But half the people that I knew that do that did that program, and you know, thought that they were going to the Olympics at twelve years old. Do not play soccer now.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're you know like 18, they, 19 they years old. They you already stopped. You,
0: they give you three three sessions a week for like oh, two gosh. months, and brutal. That's you know, it's it's a business, given, and it's unfortunate that you're, you know, blowing kids' heads up with these ideas that that they're essentially better than they are, which really is an unfortunate pill to swallow. But if you tell every kid when they're 12 that they're going to be an Olympian, odds are the kid that's not paying for these programs and is working behind the scenes every day without that big paycheck are the people that are going to be Olympians one day because they're, you know, putting that work in without this ego that's unintentionally and indirectly being established.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, we could talk about travel, uh, youth travel sports f- to, to nausea because of what it is now and what it – I don't even know if it used to be. I mean, I feel like we've kind of grown up in that era, but it's just –
0: I feel like we grew up in the era where it was. Kind I of feel like...
1: like it was transitioning to, yes. it was definitely, there's always, there's been travel baseball, and I'm sure travel, whatever, since I was born, but I would say as I was getting older, the, I, I think I watched my Little League, for example, I don't want to say wither away, but, like, I remember when I was younger, and maybe my memory's spotty because I was little, but, like the like the senior league for Little League, right? Is like the fourteen like the thirteen to like sixteen year old range, mm-hmm. right? They have different levels to that, but that's the those guys playing in the big field. Usually Max sat around sixteen years old. I mean by the time I was 15, 16 playing, we had to combine with Tom's River just to have a team. Yeah. For we could play our districts or whatever, right? Like it was brutal. And you know, it's not to say that the, there's plenty of 15-year-olds playing baseball, and like again, this applies to I've every been sport.
0: Experimenting with it, like that's still the age where you can experiment with sports. Well, it just feels like I everyone, feel like everyone is
1: everyone is so about. quick to jump to travel, and you know, there's certain organizations that are definitely good, but a lot of them are like you said, just money grabbing. So
0: yeah, and that's what's painful. I mean, I played for there's two soccer organizations in Burke, Twin County and BTSA. and. I just, I played for BTSA when I was younger because it was closer to my house. Nothing against Twin County. I play for Twin County now because, unfortunately, BTSA has withered away. And it's become... It's gone? It's become mostly just micro rec soccer. Yeah. Like, teaching the little kids how to play, and then you send them over to... Is, wait,
1: so... I don't know if i missed her. So, is Twin County still going? Yes. Yeah, because that's what I played. That was right. the youth, yeah. youth soccer league I played for a couple of years. Yeah,
0: Twin County, their micro program is more of, like, throw kids on a field and scrimmage them. Yeah. Uh, we that's what that, I did. We had, like, clinics.
1: Yeah. No. For
0: BTSA. And I hated them because it was just technical skills and like everyone wants to just play in a game.
1: Yeah, when but, you're 10 years old, that's what it should be. But
0: I I'm very grateful that that's where I started because I, you know, learned more.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think at 10 years old, I, I think at 10 years old you just got to go out and play and figure the rest out, but I
0: don't know. I just feel like we grew up in like you were saying that transitional period where sports and correct me if you think differently, that sports were more fun when we were younger and as we're getting older we kind of watched the you know the wave turn over where it, everything's now so serious. Yeah,
1: but that that also, too, just goes with the rising up the ranks of, like, sports. So, like, obviously, t-ball, there's a lot less pressure than if yeah. you're playing high school baseball or, you know, eight-year-old soccer when every, every kid is literally trying to get the ball is different than high school soccer yeah. or college soccer. So, in a sense, that's always been the case. But I would say that the, the age to where it got, you know, serious, per se, and to the point where it became more... I, I don't really want to consider it more work, because I really enjoy doing that stuff every day. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of get the point you're making, where it's like, it just feels like a very young age, and I'm watch, I've am i watched it happen, where it's like, it you gotta... Took more out
0: of you. Like, it was it was more taxing. It as, just
1: becomes like, such... Like, there... Do you know what's crazy? in My Little League, the last couple of years of playing there, like I said, when I was 15, 16 years old, I was told... By you know, like coaches or guys who are around the like who live near the little league that were there more. And i saw a couple times too police cars pulling up to farm league eight year old games because parents were getting in fights. Well
2: that's
0: what I'm this, saying. This this
1: happened like three to yeah. four times a year. That's
0: what's crazy. For
1: eight year olds. They don't even know how to throw a baseball yet.
0: Yeah.
1: It was actually like if I saw that, I think I'd pull my son from that league because that is just like
0: No, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like oh, my God. we're we're kinda at the beginning of that wavefront where everyone's kind of like, I want my kid to be the best. Yeah. And it's and it's very hostile.
1: Yeah, I just... Like,
0: rec games, you shouldn't be screaming at the coach if your kid's not in. <laughs> I know. Like, well,
1: shouldn't it... That's the thing, too. It shouldn't be a problem. Your kid should be getting in a rec game, you know? Like, I don't care how bad your kid is. Well, like, yeah, in a rec I, league, you shouldn't... Yeah. And I agree with you. The coach shouldn't have to be putting a parent in a position to do that, you know? Yeah, from
0: the aspect of, this kid's terrible. Put my kid in, he scored eight goals. Like, no, that's not really the point of rec. The point yeah. of wreck is to have fun, learn the sport
1: I, I actually just can't believe I remember that I, I kind of forgot that was a thing Like they were literally police cars Called on parents at 8 year old baseball games
0: Well I And I know my mom's not listening right now Unfortunately she's at a uh, at dinner with my family Oh nice um, And she would be laughing that I'm telling this story We had an indoor league Now this was for my rec Soccer team I'm 9 years old as my mom wrote it down because this was this was just such a big story. Nine years old, playing indoor soccer, and there was this girl who was like throwing people and screaming at wait, her wait, coach. Wait, wait, wait.
1: What do you mean throwing people? Like physically
0: like, throwing players on the field. Like
1: so, she was a she was a girl like playing on the in the game. Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: So player on the other team throwing people, gotcha. screaming at her coach when she pulled her out. And mind you, you're an indoor, so you can hear everything. Yes. And, yeah, you definitely can. You know, can. also with that wreck, with the wreck. You know spectrum is that you should be teaching kids not only just about the game but about character at that point and i don't know what happened i think this girl came at me and i i was scrawny when i was younger and i fell and my mom was like whoa how can that happen or something and this girl turned around and i kid you not flipped my mom off
3: how old was nine she? nine
0: years old and my mom Psychopath. was like what are we going to do about this? Like, you're playing 5v5. Five five
1: <laughs> Not even... It doesn't even matter... York. She's everyone nine years old. You. That's insane.
0: Everyone saw what happened and no one did anything about it because that girl was the best girl on their team. Why? Because she was throwing everyone down at nine years old. That coach should, or the parent should have said something to that player.
1: Yeah, that's... And that's that was so one fun. of the I've never heard that. That's so funny. That
0: my mom was just, like, in awe. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I knew what the middle finger was, other than peace and and um like a peace sign in a Star Trek, or live. Oh yeah, yet. yeah. The V. That's the only time the I used v my Star Trek, finger. Star Trek. Yeah. Or stuck the
1: that's a very nine frightening Nine That's a very frightening story. I'd not. Yeah. So heard that before. I,
0: and I I feel like what I long story short was trying to convey this entire time, but I am very poor at expressing myself, is that, Wreck has become so hostile now. Yeah. He's, and. And I hate to be the one that brings it up, but it kind of starts at home. Like, if you have expectations of your kid, like, oh, you scored three goals today instead of six. What is wrong with you? Like, that's...
1: Yeah. That's no, going to teach
0: your kid it's, that, it's, that, one, they're not good enough. Like, they feel like they're not good enough, so they have to take it out on other people. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Not well,
1: even I, I. can't even. I don't think it even matters if it's rec or travel. It's like oh yeah, rec These kids that are like. Travel, so well, I'm saying even like even like the nine year old travel games. It's like you're not like nine years old. You're playing travel baseball. It's like I don't know. It just the whole youth sports youth sports leagues. It's That's like,
0: what I think is twisted, and I feel like I don't know if we're ever gonna get that kind of that kind of simplicity back.
1: I don't know. I mean. Uh, I don't know. It's the youth, the youth sports phenomenon is a very, very interesting one because of – it's youth and then the transition to high school and how that all plays out and it's a very just rooted in a lot of, like you said, poor parenting and a lot of poor, like, roots to that problem.
0: Well, that's not even talking politics of wherever you are oh yeah well there's only that's, there's always you know money and parents and who's got worms.
1: who who knows who I mean, that's all yeah that's
0: a whole different can of worms we're just even talking about just coach player relationships and yeah. you know how a player like what a player experience should be at the rec travel level yeah not even talking about the connections that you have to have to oh you got to know this person that person Sports, in my opinion, should just be who's working the hardest and who's producing results.
1: Well, listen, when you're nine years old, your when you're nine years old, it should just be about really having fun. Yeah,
0: when you're playing travel two. and rec, like more so rec, but travel, you know, leading into pre-high or pre-middle school, pre-high school years, um, it should be fun.
1: Yeah, no, and it it's kind of gone corrupted. All right, I believe yeah. this is John. He did say he was going to call in, so let me do that. This is Tanella's Takes. What's your name and where are you from?
3: Uh, this is uh, Greg from Bricks. Uh,
1: Greg from Brick. Greg from Brick.
3: <laughs>
1: you watching Daytona right now?
3: I am. Uh, sure. X One Stage One. There was a wreck probably about five laps before that. I actually thought Kyle Busch was going to get knocked out, but unfortunately, he's still in there. But they
2: uh, not a bush They man. took
3: out. Uh, they took out a rookie. He's 21 years old. I forget his name. He's driving a Ford. He was doing pretty good. He had a fast car throughout the weekend and they flipped his car. He got pushed from behind.
1: Oh, he got not contact. like he got yeah. he crashed.
3: Yeah, yeah. They they bumpered him and uh he got pushed from behind. I d I didn't understand the contact. I mean I know minimum contact, but that was a clear like they just they just pushed him and then he like hit he hit like three other cars.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's you know, they're going two hundred miles an hour. One little one little touch of the wheel or anything's gonna make getting yeah. make you go flying, so
3: um, yeah, on the uh, on the sports thing, I remember something. We went to you uh, and I at Ocean County College. I think Todd Frazier was the speaker, and he had talked about how things used to be. I mean, further back when I was younger, but even at his age, where he played three or four different sports, it wasn't just one sport and that was it. It almost seems like sometimes now you have to pick your sport by the time you're eight years old, and then just continually year round compete with it in order to have a shot.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just—it just feels very like, just specialization. These people playing, you know, eleven right. months out of the year when you're nine years old is, you know, absurd. So
3: instead of doing rec basketball, maybe baseball, soccer, like you could kind of like spread it out. You weren't feeding your body up at a young age. You were just kind of enjoying being involved in youth sports. But yeah, yeah, you were experimenting we, at that age. You're right, trying to figure out what was your passion. What did you want to continue? Well, it's to work like on. it's like you're nine years old. You don't even know like what
1: a baseball is. Like <laughs> yeah. honestly, I know that sounds really dumb, but like you don't even know like how to throw a baseball. You shouldn't. You, I, I don't know. That's just stupid. So.
3: And you, you've you've grown up with, and I have playing, and then being have having, having a chance to coach you and uh, your sister. And I just always listen to some of the comments of some of the other coaches. I'll call them where. They think they have somebody. I'm like, this is 10, 12, 14, 15 years old. We really don't know where this person is going to be. And, you know, there are those kids you never play again. And uh, then, you know, the rest of you are out there now involved in college sports. Oh, I remember, so, yeah.
1: I remember growing up with kids who are, you know, supposed to be really good and they're not even playing anymore. So it, it's yeah. it's definitely uh, it's a very interesting case At some case point study. it
3: comes – it really – really comes down to an individual's passion for what they're playing and their commitment to continue. Because I think we've talked too that uh, sometimes talent only takes you so far. Yes.
1: Yeah, and then no, there be
3: a natural commitment and wanting to play, not, not being told to play by anybody. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, definitely, definitely.
3: All right, well, congratulations on the first Rosemont Raven game. Hopefully uh, I'll get to see a bunch more. Good support even though it was a snow baseball game first i've ever been to
1: oh was it ever holy crap
0: first game memorable as always
1: <laughs> yeah well of course it is <laughs> so.
3: so all right well have a good rest of the show we'll go back to watching nascar yep <laughs> thank you greg from rick for the update
1: right. sorry me stupid phone i feel like i got this down and every week i only screw it up I oh, don't know. Should be good. Phone number is six one zero five one nine seven two zero two. We got about twenty minutes left. We're gonna take a very quick break here and then we will be back. Producer Kylie and I. Producer Kylie, actually you won't be here next week, right?
0: Nope. Spring break. Spring
1: break. Are you gonna you know about the week after? When do you come back?
0: Um I can look
1: you don't need break. to look right now, I'm just I trying to throw it the out break. there. Um, because I don't, I don't get to come back for spring break for too long, if at all, because of, um, because of baseball and stuff. I gotta be out of here. So, all right, we're gonna hit a really quick break, and we will be back. Follow our sports page on Instagram, home to all things Villanova sports, from radio shows to sideline coverage, news and more. Search WXVU Sports and. Alright, we are back to Nellis Takes. Is the music's still on? No it's not, it's off. Oh now it's off. Thank you. Alright. We are back to Nellis Takes. We got Ben and a few of my other cousins in the background as well. Uh Ben? What are your, uh, Ben, what do you got for us today? Uh I wanna talk about the Super Bowl. Alright, well what do you got? What are your thoughts? I, I think, personally, that was a very good Super Bowl. Probably one of the better ones we've
0: seen for the past couple of years.
1: I agree. I agree. I thought it was pretty pretty entertaining. Um, I think it was a little slow in the middle, but...
0: It was definitely... A, it was good in the first half,
2: got a little slow in the third quarter, and the fourth quarter started to pick back up again.
1: Um. Yeah, no, I agree. I think when Odell went down is when the game kind of got a little stale, and then it kind of got exciting at the end. So, like, what were your... Who do you think... Who do you have going into it?
2: I, I did also. I had yeah. the Bengals as well, but I, I wanted the Bengals one. But I did want Matt Stafford and OBJ to get a ring. So yeah,
1: it was, it was, I was pretty, pretty cool. Rooting for the Rams, though. Yeah, no, I I was I had the I was rooting for the Bengals, but I picked the Rams going in. So that was definitely my my pick for the game. So. Um, all right, Ben, really quick, before I let you go, I believe there's a family controversy right now on who is taller, oh, yeah. you you it versus Kimani, so I want very quickly to hear both of your arguments, very, very quickly, what are your what are your points here? My there? argument
2: is that there's literally proof
0: from
3: today that I'm taller. No, and there's no picture showing that he's taller, because every picture I'm just sitting down, no proof. Now,
1: no, no, no. I, I will say, Kimani did send a picture in our family, or cousin group chat, and it looked very heavily photoshopped. So Kimlani, oh, can yeah, you no, no, it,
2: was can... <laughs> it? was so cool. No, I was getting taller.
1: I, I did see a picture. I was I was pretty skeptical of what I saw. It looked very heavily photoshopped.
2: Yeah. I think you should look again. <laughs>
1: I will say that it doesn't really matter between the two. You who's taller, I think I'm taller than both of you by about seven inches, so Yeah, uh, alright. <laughs> give or take. So all right, Ben. Um, I want to thank you for calling. You guys are in the background right now. I miss you guys, and I hope to see you all soon. I we will. All right. Text me chat. I will. We will be texting. Bye bye. All right. See ya. Always wonderful, Ben. Great call right there, and the cousins as well in the background. So, producer Kylie, thoughts on Ben and Kimlani height difference?
0: You know, I feel like this could be easily resolved. My mic on
1: yeah your mic's on oh. oh i wait you have my one yeah no you're good sorry okay. um
0: i feel like this could be easily resolved um ben kimani just take a video Well, Well, see the
1: thing is, is ben's this. trying to but kim won't stand up or she will but she'll sit down every time they try to take a picture
0: mm, You see. so that's just conflicting guilty. That's yeah just guilty by default there if you if you won't challenge it then uh Unfortunately you're guilty there. I hate to break it to you. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but
1: Yeah, it's it's not great. Yeah, being pulled over too, it sounded problem. like grandma was pulled over in Seaside and uh <laughs> yeah, I five miles over the limit. I I'm gonna be honest, I will repeatedly go five miles over the limit in most places. I feel like that's the safety net. Yeah, no seaside, the beach areas, you gotta be careful seaside because Point
0: Bayhead, cruise control.
1: Well, I don't have cruise control. Or if I do I don't know how to use it.
0: I always cruise control. The unfortunate thing is you can't go under thirty with cruise control, so that's
1: what I mean. Those those places are 25, yeah, so twenty five.
0: Yes, and most often I'm I'm just casually pumping the gas. I'm usually just <laughs> rolling at that point.
1: Well, the thing is too is now like so down on the Jersey Shore for anyone if anyone there's, you know, been, um, you know in the summer it sucks you you're lucky if you're going 20 consistently right but in the winter there's no one you can cruise yeah and it's easy to kind of be see no one walking cuz it's cold and there's no cars you can cruise for a bit but then you're like oh crap i'm going you know i'm going 40 and a 25 right now i got to bring it back a little bit so
0: so so now that we kind of reference pedestrians i there's something that i would like to bring to air that i know Nick made clear in September but I'm not sure if his opinions have changed uh, so we were out here in Pennsylvania and what I've noticed a difference compared to Jersey Shore is Jersey Shore people will jaywalk in the middle of the road um, they will just go out and if they get hit they get hit and it's your fault um, even if they're not in the crosswalk even though the law says it's in the crosswalk regardless people just walk out anyway in Pennsylvania, Nick and I have encountered, and I don't know if his, his thoughts have changed about this, bikers in the middle of the road.
3: Oh,
1: brutal. What are Wait, my- is that what you were complaining about the other day? I thought they were walking.
0: No. Well, Those
1: people were walking at your college, right? In oh, the no, they the walked road? in front of my car. Then so what are you talking about bikers for? Where did this come from?
0: Just talking about pedestrians and stuff. In general? Yeah. What are your thoughts on bikers?
1: I don't like them. I don't like people on... Nor- Motorcycles are okay. Depends who they are. But bicycle, bicycles... There are people who are a bunch of, very narciss- a lot of narcissists, I'd say, ride bicycles and go right in the middle of the road and expect me to just sit, I mean, I have to or else I'll get sued, but I have to just sit there. What am I going to do, beep at someone on a little tiny little bike? I mean, I kind of end up having to, so. You
0: know, this kind of happened uh, a couple days ago. I forget where I was driving from. Uh, I think I was, um, I'm not sure. Maybe leaving work, but there was a biker, and we were kind of, like, I was making a right turn, she was approaching the, uh, the curve in the, in the walkway, and, or, and, uh, you know, the opening for the turn for me, and her, her crosswalk to ride her bike, and I feel, like, almost scared to, like, face off with someone in the, in the middle of a crosswalk, because who has the right of way? Well, as I, as far as I know, as long as they're off the curb... You know, I'm supposed to stop, but, like, what if I'm over the line and she doesn't stop? Then she gets my car. Like, I, I don't know. I feel afraid to square off with someone in the crosswalk, so.
1: I don't know. I mean. That's just me. People.
0: Internal fear.
1: People just do what they want, and it's annoying. You know, when you're in a car, too, you have more responsibility because you have more power there, but you deal with a lot of idiots. I'm kind of over a lot of these Pennsylvania drivers, too. I'm just going to say that now. I know Jersey drivers drive like a bunch of a-holes, but these Pennsylvania drivers are brutal. A lot of them. It's brutal. It's yeah. brutal driving around here.
0: drive here wasn't pretty. guy in front of me just kept braking for literally no time. Yeah, day.
1: I can't – that might be my least favorite thing on the road is the, the, the incessant breaker. When there's nothing there, they're trying to slow down or whatever, and they just tap it like three times every yeah. five minutes. Because like, every time I see red, I got to brake because yeah. – or not hit the brake hard, but kind of tap yeah. it. Just to make sure, to give myself time, but yeah, no, I can't stand that.
0: I know, and it's... I don't know, I feel like people have complained about Jersey drivers. Apparently, I've heard from my roommate, because she's a Pennsylvania driver, Pennsylvania native, that we don't use turn signals, but I don't really think... Yeah, I, I, I don't I use turn think, signals. <laughs> I do, I just think that we're more in a rush to get places. You know, we don't mosey around, and I've noticed a lot of people out here... Will break for no reason. I, I actually
1: should preface that with the. I do use churn signals, but I only use them when I need to. And I, I don't know. Yeah, she I, I don't really use don't them a use lot. Him, she argued
0: we don't use them like, I on the just, highway and stuff. Oh, I use Absolutely. them on the highway.
1: Maybe. You know what? I will. I, I do have to say. Sometimes I will just tap it and then go and not. I'll look, but I will I don't know. I'm, I'm a little. It depends. It depends. I mean, I usually pretty good with it. So,
0: Greg from Break, I hope you're
1: not. I've looking. made it this <laughs> far. You know, I'm a good driver so alright Kylie from Brick any other final thoughts I think we're going to wrap it up uh, if you couldn't get your calls I know a couple people text me trying to call in um, I don't know why it won't let me drop the current call so I'm sorry if you couldn't call in at the end here um, I believe next week there will we'll, be a show producer Kylie will be home soaking up the sun spring from break Brick, yeah New- from Brick Jersey. New Jersey yeah. and hopefully it'll be above 50 um, might have a couple Rosemont baseball players on, or I don't know. Maybe we'll have some people on. So yeah,
0: right now in Brick next week, we're looking at a high of 39. Good on
1: lord! Sunday. Well, so happy spring break to okay. you.
0: It's going to be 66 degrees this Wednesday, so everybody get out and <laughs> soak up the warmth because it's 43.
1: It's a good day. It's got awesome, That's the next so. game for Rosemont baseball. So, all right, Kylie, producer Kylie, any final thoughts here?
0: I don't have any. No.
1: Yeah. All right. Well. We'll be coming back here next weekend, Sunday at four. As of now, unless uh, for some reason that gets changed, we'll uh, put that out there. I will say one, one on more. Yeah, probably. I didn't really post a lot this weekend, but it's all right. um, I will say a nice thing I've noticed is when we started here in October, November, and even the last few weeks, it's been pretty dark when we left. And the last, I would say, the last two weeks, it's there's actually been a decent amount of sun. When we leave, so the days are getting longer, which is nice.
0: Nice little touch here every uh, weekend. Will... I
1: kind of noticed that it's it's nice walking back to the car and not being in pitch we black. You
0: used to see the sunset from the windows up here now.
1: Yeah, it'd be like five o'clock and you know the sun would be down. So yeah, pretty nice. All right, um, well I guess that'll do it. Eighty um, nine the Roar Villanova Radio Tanellas takes with producer Kylie, the lovely producer Kylie of course. And yeah, that'll just about do it. We'll do one more PSA. Um, The Villanova Tech Zone is a free resource for helping students, faculty, and staff troubleshoot their technological needs. Contact us at 610-519-7777. The number is 610-519-7777. Chat with us online or visit our law school, Thalvey Library, or New Commons offices For more information, visit unit.villanova.edu. I want to thank you all for listening, calling in, and stay classy, Villanova.